Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. I am here tonight at 29 Rustic Mediterranean again, and this is a ridiculously awesome restaurant in Sudbury, Massachusetts. My guest tonight, I am so excited to introduce you to Dave Matson. Dave and I met just within the last year or so. In his words, I can let you tell. Sure, I mean, I, I've, I've stalked you for years, Bob. You know, that's what social media is for, to, to talk with people you wouldn't otherwise get to inter- interact with. You can find and talk to the smartest people in marketing and any industry, really. So You're too kind, Dave. Um, but stalking folks in the internet world and the social media world is a good thing. So I was going to say, Dave told me, and you heard in his words from his mouth that he stalked me, and that's how we got together. We got together for coffee, and now look at where we are tonight, Dave. We're, we're doing this podcast together, and it's a beautiful night. Uh, I think Hard August Night, I think of that song by Neil Diamond or the album years ago. It's not a hard August night. It's a beautiful August night, and, and the sun is still up, and it's, what, 7.26 p.m. here in Sudbury. People will be listening to this a few days later, maybe a week later or so, but a great night and a great time to talk, Dave, about marketing, social media, and everything that you do, because it's all about you tonight, Dave. I'm very uncomfortable with that, Bob, but we'll do it anyway. That's okay. Let's go for it. So so Dave, who, who admits that he stalked me, <laughs> and I'm flattered because that makes me feel good. It means he wanted to meet me. I'm so happy he we met because now I want to have him on my podcast. And he agreed. And he's already been um, given a uh, Bob Cargill's Marketing Show coffee mug. You, you, I gave it away. You haven't even opened it up yet. But, ooh, there it's you fantastic go. fantastic looking. Are these, for, are these for sale on the website, Bob? Uh, there's an idea. You, yeah, you, you gave go. me another revenue-making idea. Sell, merch, sell my merch, yes. <laughs> when, I, when I get rich and when I get, I was going to say when I get rich and famous, but when I get famous, then maybe I can get rich selling my coffee mugs. Dave, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background because no one on my podcast, unless they already know you, has, has heard from you. Tell us what you do. Uh, all right. Thanks, Bob. Uh, I've been doing for the last 10 years. I've had a lead gen company called Get Lawyer Leads, uh, work in the intersection of SEO and content to deliver traffic and leads to my clients. Uh, I've also run a Boston SEO meetup for the last 10 years. It's been uh, dormant lately, but for for a long time, we had some of the most famous marketing luminaries in Boston and the country. We sp- spoke at our events, and it's been it was it was, a, it was a big thing. So people may know me from that if they're listening to this, the Boston SEO meetup. So, so you know, you say you stalked me, but you know what, Dave? I we didn't meet until within the last year, but I knew of you. So I had seen you on social media. So I should have been stalking you too, because meaning I there's a there's a reciprocal interest here in that the more I learn about you, the more I realize I should have met you a long time ago. Because we we have traveled, I think, in similar spheres. We have, yes. Me, social media, the creative side, you of marketing, you SEO, more the the left brain side. Yeah. Well, there you go. I can I can feel my personal brand lift. Off right now, Bob. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to do more of these podcasts together. Maybe who knows? The, the sky's the limit, Dave. The the things we, we we might be able to do together. Because 
I have a feeling a lot of what you do, I don't, and, and maybe vice versa. You say, if you don't mind, I'm going to stop you right there with, with the, the meetup uh, that you talked about. You said luminaries. Like, luminaries. Like who, who spoke at your oh, event? That- we When we first started in a coffee shop in, at, in Arlington, we had, like, Chris yeah. Brogan spoke. And oh, talk, I love Chris. Talk, he, he talked about when Twitter was new, he told us all about this great thing, why you should be on Twitter when nobody was on Twitter. I love Chris. So that was early. You know, we've had, in the SEO space, we've had Eric Engie speak, speak multiple times. We've had Larry Kim, who founded Wordstream, yep. spoken with us. And uh, now Mobile Monkey. Yes, yes. Uh, many, many. I, I, I'm bad at lists. But, you, you know, remembering of, all the names, yeah. There, there, are, there are lots of famous people. I hate to leave anybody out. But, you know, many smart marketing folks, especially in the Boston area, have, yeah, and, have, and, have it, been kind enough to donate their time and present things to our group in the past. And it's so, been great. So I again, learned a lot I, from that. I have to thank you for, for, for reaching out and, and contacting me about six months ago. We, we had coffee, and, and I thank you for that because I should have known you. I, again, I saw you on social media. I should have reached out to you first because because our paths have been, I think, parallel in, in this industry a little bit. And and about Chris Brogan, I just want to say another, I, I think the world of him. I mean, he because I've read a bunch of his books, and I just had the, the, the honor of interviewing him for the AMA Boston uh, podcast. And he's such a nice guy, and he knows so, so much about business in general, not just social media and marketing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's... Again, that's that's the that's the great thing about social media, Twitter. That's how you and I finally connected. Yeah, but you know, yeah. you, can, you can talk to the smartest people in the industry. You can talk to the people who you would never, you know, you, you have to spend hundreds of dollars an hour to actually talk to them. But you can ping them and they'll answer your questions. I tell people that all the time, Dave. I say, you know, people ask me why social media and especially why Twitter, because I think of all the channels, it's I think it's the mis- most misunderstood and 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 I think in terms of uses one of the smaller percentages of the major channels and I say but that's the one of them all where you can reach out to people and they'll usually get back to you because there's this there's this sense that we're all connected and we we're, it's an open network and, and we owe it to each other to respond because that's the social and social media. Definitely couldn't agree more. Um, professional Twitter is a great place. Um, you know uh, celebrity and political Twitter is a nightmare but that's another subject. It is another subject, but I, I we could go in that direction. I, <laughs> I love watching, say, a big event, say, a political debate or, or the VMAs the other night, and, and watch what they call the back channel and, and watch the tweets, and they're sometimes really funny, sometimes really mean. That's not a good thing, <laughs> but sometimes really positive, too. There's a lot of good things that, that comes out of social media and, and people doing what they do on Twitter. Yeah, it's a great way to connect with people, both professionally but also you get to see the real side of them you know you get to you know really smartest people in the world in marketing I suddenly they're tweeting about the bachelor and I'm slightly baffled but you know that's an insight that's an insight into who they are and it's you know when you can find things in in common with people it's it's much it's even better to network that way like I talk to people about music who are in my work in the marketing industry because I like weird music and people who enjoy the same things I do we talk about things like that so you do like so I love obscure music as well and and I'm much much older than you I grew up in grew up I, I, when I was in my let's say heyday of uh, uh, partying back in the day when I was a youngster teenager in, in early 20s that was the new wave and, and punk era and 
I went to a lot of nightclubs. I loved a lot of cool music. I'm getting around to what you just said. You said yeah. you like music. I yeah. saw you talk about a certain band somewhere whose name I don't even think I could repeat it. No, you cannot. <laughs> I, just, I just bought tickets to this band, and I I made it. I made a joke about I mean, you could on be, other people's podcasts, yeah, but no, online I'm not going to repeat it. But, yeah, I, I, I made a joke on Twitter that, you know, because no, nothing funnier than talking about a joke you made on Twitter on a podcast. But I made a – anyway, I, I made a joke that I was trying to make my, my Twitter feed professional about but also, I'm I'm a stand for this for this band called a band I can't name. But anyway, they're great. I'm going to see them in two weeks. Well, <laughs> but I can't say the name. You talk about you know influences. Talking about being an influencer, Dave has influenced me to look up this band that we're not naming, <laughs> and and because right, I, I want to say the name now. I, but I'll I'll just I'll abbreviate it. Tropical F Storm. Tropical F Storm. Tropical F Storm. You yeah. can fill in the blank. There you go. But and they're they're this, can, they're this weirdo. Blues yeah. band from Australia. Wow. They're coming all the way from Australia to play at this tiny club in Boston for twelve bucks, and they're brilliant. And I can't wait to go. I just that is a great club. I, I love them. So everybody, look up the Tropical F Storm. <laughs> and and you know where we're going with this? Where are we going? I, I try to. I, no I keep things on track, man. We are talking about the the human side, the, the transparency, the the authentic side of social media. Because we're, what you said initially was, you know, you you see professionals and they're talking about bands that they like and they watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or whatever you said Paradise Island one of those shows yeah I don't I don't understand those but, things and but, they but like occasionally when those sh- things are on my my Twitter feed lights up with these hashtags so these shows are really popular with with you know very smart people I don't get it but in marketing we sh- need to know on the creative side at least all things about as much as possible about people pop culture is important it's important to know the human side and that's why I stress social media on my clients because I can have a great email marketing campaign or a great search campaign, which I want to ask you about because that's what you specialize in and I don't. But with social media, you really get to understand your audience. You can look at these trending topics. You can look exactly at what people are saying and and you can see that they have a personality, not just the pulse. You can see that, you know, when they're active and, and where they go. I mean, you can track people. You can stop people our, our word I mean and what's better than that so if you want to let's say you have a big ticket item and you only need to sell five of them a year you could spend a lot of time on Twitter stocking that target audience and probably being quite successful if you're really good at social media sure and that's and again I keep saying the same thing but that's you connect with people based on common interests and often way outside of your professional interests and but that makes you memorable and interesting and that is how that is how networking happens. You know, you know this better than I do, Bob. I don't know. I don't know jack about networking. No. I'm just I'm winging it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of life is winging it too. Between the two of us, we we know a lot. I I can tell our audience that. What I should mention to our audience something I, I was remiss in not mentioning earlier. I said we're at 29 Rustic Mediterranean, my favorite restaurant here in Sudbury. But I didn't mention that we're also here because of the occasion of the Sudbury Social Tweet Up. 
up a, a group yes. that Phil Hollis and I founded eight years ago. Can't believe it. And I think this is like a 97th, and I'm serious about that, such event. And there's about eight people here with us. They're all talking amongst themselves. Yep. Out on the beautiful patio on a gorgeous August evening. It's it's fantastic out here. Yeah. So so if people are wondering what they're hearing, that, that's our, these are our friends. These are our people. <laughs> but they're talking amongst themselves. They're not listening to us. Is, that's is okay. Something we said. Don't listen to the podcast. We need the we need the clicks anyway. So we rather yeah. listen to them later, not now. You are. So <laughs> let's see those. You metrics. are so smart. You can't, you can't measure people sitting here. We got to measure everything, Bob. So what is? How are we gonna know for succeeding? I, I agree totally. So, so we what? Should, we should. They should not listen. I, they should listen later, and they should click on it. Click on this podcast. I don't know multiple times. Listen in the car. Listen at home. I agree. Let's get those numbers up for you, Bob. Share it. You're with, doing great work here. Thank people you. Should know it. You are the man, and I did not pay him, folks. I guess that coffee mug could be considered. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little. It's a little shady, but you know, I should have given it to you afterwards because now it looks like I, I am swaying you to say only good things about me while we're on air. Tell me about SEO. Not that I don't know anything about it. I know quite a bit about it, but it's not my expertise. I work alongside SEO people. I can teach the you know, general fundamentals of SEO, but I'm not an SEO practitioner. I'm a social media guy, copywriter, marketer, podcaster, public speaker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Parent, step parent, but not an SEO guy. So, Dave, if you could, in a nutshell, summarize, because I do teach a couple classes, and one of the questions. Uh, to my students recently was just generally what is SEO? What is How would SEO? you answer that like in oh. you know a minute or a few sentences? Well, that's a that is such a wide open question that I, that it's it's hard to even know where to go with it. But search engine optimization is. Working on making your website the best answer to search questions and solving problems for people. That's how, that's how I think about it. What you know, what Google wants in their search results is searchers who are happy. They do not care about publishers. They don't care about your website. They care about users. So if you are making users happy, they you know. If you get the technical things right, they will reward you with good rankings, and you will get traffic if you deserve it. So that said, plain devil's advocate, couldn't you say if somebody just has good content, period, without focusing on search, they're going to get good search engine rankings? No. I kind of <laughs> knew the answer. I, I'll put no, it this way. I, I knew you would say that. So, so You have to have good content, but that is that is necessary but not sufficient. You have to have, you know, there's, depending on how competitive your vertical is, it, it, the technical aspects of what you need to do to make sure your site is fast and crawlable and has good uh, user interface, makes users happy, and also is just it has some credibility, has some expertise, authority, and trust. All these things are measured either actively or passively by Google and they they are what give you credibility. So you can't just you can't just write something great because there's a lot of great stuff out there that nobody really reads. Because there's so much content being produced every every day. You I agree have to be, with you. You, have to, you need the whole package. It's a content shock out there. I think that is a term not a term I coined but a term I have seen. It's a, I always say a cacophony of noise out there. And it is very difficult to stand out among the clutter. I recommend to people they publish a lot of content, but make sure it's quality content. And and go. What is quality content, Bob? That's that's the question. I think of quality content. Quality content knows what it's trying to do. It's not just content that's 
that says something. It says something to someone. What you know? Who who is your audience for this? I see so much content that I don't know what they I don't know what they want people to do with it. They just wrote something. It's kind of interesting. It's you know I guess it sort of shows some expertise, kind of. But but why? Who who? Why? Well, why, why is this more interesting than anybody else's content? What do you and what do you want people to do when they read this? What so should they think about you? Does so a lot of people. So my whole career, I've been on the creative side. I'm not a sales guy. I am a direct marketer, so I know results count. Results are the be-all, end-all when it comes to marketing, because marketing should lead to sales. However, because I'm created by nature, sometimes, especially on my own, that's not first and foremost in my mind. So people ask me, why do I do this podcast? So I'm going to try to answer your question, because you said, what is good content? What do do I want people to do with it? I'm hoping, this is content, on behalf of my personal brand, I'm hoping people like it enough that it triggers them to look me up on LinkedIn, connect with me, see that I am a, I'm not trying to sell myself either here, but, but see that I'm a public speaker or an experienced copywriter or a president of the AMA Boston. Keep going. It's a, I could keep Bob, going. Bob is the man. He could go on all day, but, you know, it's only a so, half-hour podcast, right? <laughs> and I don't talk that much about myself. But I'd rather I'm, talk about you than me, Bob. Well, it's too bad. You're the all right, guest. All right, let's go. What else I'm we got? The host. But, no, I'm going to ask you if this is a good answer to, to what do I think good content is I'm thinking good content leads the listener, viewer, reader to the next step in the sales cycle. And I will also say not everything should have to lead to a sale. It can build a brand. It can Sure. Brand improve. building is absolutely valid goal for your content. No question. I mean, I, I but my philosophy of everything is that my favorite question in the world is what problem are you trying to solve? So what, what again, why? Why are you writing this? What do you want people person yep. to do? What you know? Are you identifying a pain point for someone and saying how you your your product or service is a solution? You know that can be that can be perfectly great content. That that could absolutely be legit. You know, does it does it communicate in a clear and coherent and entertaining way? Does it connect with people emotionally? This is stuff you know better than I do, Bob. But you know, storytelling is incredibly important absolutely. in good content because you know just sort of dry facts. Might you know they might get you a search result, but someone's going to be like blah 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 scan. Where's the headline? Where's some bullet points? I don't care. Move on. So it's got to have. It's got to be the whole package. I agree, and I think the combination of someone like you and someone like me, we could move mountains in the marketing world because I specialize in content. You specialize in. SEO, right? That's yeah. It, I mean, it, I I think of myself sort of at the intersection. I'm not the intersection. Know, the intersection yes. of, of content and SEO because they they you know absolutely have to overlap. No, I'm you know I'm I'm not the I'm not a technical SEO wizard, but uh, you know, but I I understand the basic principles of what you're trying to do, of crawlability of a good site that you know that stuff that stuff is part of the user experience and is absolutely vital. If your site's too slow, it's both bad for search engines and bad for users. You know if, if so you have to optimize your site for speed. It's it's absolutely critical, especially now. Google is looking at that all the time. If your site's slow, you you know again you you won't get ranked. And even if you get users, they're going to be like wait if you're wait for waiting for things to load on their phone. No one does that. They're moving on, so you can't have it. Uh, and you have a website, correct? Uh, can we talk about that a little? A company? Uh, yeah, I mean what you know what I have been doing is is in the lead gen space. It's sort of uh, it's it is. 
I, if I were, to, I'm, I'm actually looking to to move into something else because it's kind of a, the, I'm I'm in a middleman lead gen space that doesn't really make sense as a business model for a bunch of reasons that aren't that interesting and I don't want to. So, so yeah, I'm I'm looking to get out of what I'm doing and okay. go more go more aggressively into branding the branding and storytelling side of SEO content. Okay, so we won't talk about no. I mean, if you want to talk about you want to talk about lawyer lawyer stuff and criminal justice. I, you know, you've done actually, a lot of that in that vertical. Of that, yeah, and criminal justice itself is actually really. I mean, I love I love the issues of criminal justice, but the the thing that I have learned is that like advocacy or issues that 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 are really interesting for criminal justice are bad lead content because you know someone who got arrested for shoplifting doesn't care about doesn't care that much about you know the principles of uh, so, decarceration. All they want to do is not is not have a criminal record. They don't care about the, the interesting. The, the bigger the bigger topics that gener- you know that generates links and attention so there, there's a lot of tension there Ultimately. again that, that's the, that's the again that's the content side you know does, is your content there to get customers is your content there to get leads and often those that content is very different depending on your vertical but this is a whole weird complicated subject. That, so ultimately, what you've done in the past, how will you parlay that into the next chapter of your career? Ah, well, that's a great question. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring that out. I mean, I've learned a ton about 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 developing content that converts and that gets search results, and the, and the SEO side of it, and the, the whole the whole ball of wax that it takes to make a successful site that gets traffic. You know, all the ins and outs of WordPress and title tags and crawl budgets and uh, you know all there's there's a million aspects you have to do right to to have a site that gets traffic and converts so, so where, I know how to do those things where do you see Dave Matson in six months a year from now oh I'm you know I'm trying to figure out my next step some you know doing something at an, at an agency or in-house level where I can help guide their content and SEO and strategy. You and I could work together somehow, some way, either in terms of what I'm doing right now or maybe at AMA Boston. Are we starting or, a business, Bob? Is this stocking pay off? Well, did yeah. that, that month I spent in your bushes, gonna, is that going to get me somewhere? <laughs> well, look at where each, you know, you, you ask me out for coffee, I give you a coffee mug, you're you on my, my podcast all of a sudden. I mean, there's kind of... It's all happening. Yeah. I mean, if you would have reverse engineered this thing, it's, it's going somewhere. I hope so. It's fun to talk about this stuff. And, you know, I like to talk about social media, too. I find, you know, we were, you know, I, I had an anecdote that maybe is interesting I, we were going to talk about here that I, about, we, I wanted your feedback on this. Yeah. There's sort of two sides of, there's questions. two sides of, of, of what do you, what are you trying to accomplish in social media? What do you, do you want engagement? Do you engage with people who engage with you or do you not? Here, you know, here's just a weird thing. I happened this week. I, I commented on a post of a, an agency that I won't name, maybe they're listening, but I, I made some comments that were critical of what they said in their post, and they deleted my my post on Facebook, which is absolutely fine. I don't, I'm not offended. It's their Facebook page that they're presenting themselves to the world. So you want to delete my post and, and curate it however you want, that's fine. But they but they obviously either didn't want to engage, or more likely, you know, no, it's not about me. They just didn't have the bandwidth or didn't care to to get that deep into it. But the question is, what do you think? the responsibility of a person
person who has a Facebook page out there is to engage with people yes. who engage with you. You know, what, you know, maybe they thought it was being a jerk, and it wasn't trying to be a jerk, but it's possible they thought that, you know, so... Thank you for... I'm gonna. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm chomping at the bit to address. Oh, well, this. then go. I want. I want so, to hear what you think about. Besides this. asking you who the agency was, because I probably know who they were. You probably do, because you know everybody. But probably. we won't. Well, we won't talk about on on this podcast who they are. Um, you haven't told me who they are, but whoever they are. Um, my feeling, strong feeling, and it's easy for me to say because I'm not working for them. If I was working for them, I would probably be answering to someone, and that someone might have a reason for why they asked for that post to be deleted. I tell my clients, and I have worked for clients where something critical might have been posted, and I caution them about... First of all, it's not a best practice to delete posts. That can backfire. If you were dealing with, and you're not this person, but if you were dealing with a, a hater, if you will, or an activist, or you know, you you risk really um, being at the mercy of not just maybe one person, but a whole movement of people who could. You know, uh, hypothetically speaking, you know, take you down, you know, on social media. You got to be careful. Um, but my a best practice, absolutely, is to let people ask questions, even criticize, as long as it's not inflammatory, as long as it's not threatening, is not as it's not so negative that it could cost you business. I say leave the comments up. Now, it is judgment. It's a judgment call. It's subjective. I don't know what you said. I don't know the agency. I don't know the conversation. A lot of companies, agencies, clients will take the easy road and delete the post. Ideally, they would be engaging and then taking it offline as quickly as possible. Um, the other thing is maybe there's another, sorry, there's another trick um, that maybe they don't know about, and that's just to hide the comment on Facebook. You can hide a comment and the person, in this case it would be you, still sees it. So it doesn't realize you've deleted it. And then thinks, okay, I've been heard. They just don't want to discuss it with me. But they hit it. They didn't delete it. If they delete it, they risk frankly pissing you off and and I'm not talking about you specifically but whoever that person was and that could make things even worse yeah and I think you know this particular page it actually did not have really any activity you know they see their post they have like well, there's one person who likes it and nobody really comments so so they, there's no engagement there so I engage and, and engagement metrics are they they help you in a million ways. They help you algorithmically. The more people the more people engage, the more your post, the more your page will show in the people's feeds. And you know, so I you know I, I you know even if I was slightly negative or critical, I wasn't you know I wasn't I was not mean, but I was like you know I'm sure you're, you not, you're not practicing what you preach is what I said. That's the gist of my post. Well, here's the other but thing. But you know, but the so but, but again, it's uh, it's it's people do things for reasons. Here's another one of my. Can I can I want to add one more? On go this. go. Easily, because I've worked at many agencies. I've seen, I've been doing social media as long as anybody, and I, I, can, I stand by that. Um, easily, someone who was inexperienced could have been behind the scenes on their social media page, because unfortunately, often, social media is is uh, um, delegated to, to someone junior or inexperienced, because they don't think it's that important. 
and and so that person could have panicked, or again, the boss who also might not have known, you know, social media very well, said just delete it. I don't know the whole context. Um, but, you know, worst case, if I was them, I would have deleted it if, if they felt it was inflammatory. I doubt it was, based on what you told me. Second worst is I would hide it. Um, next, I would engage and take it offline. And fourth, you know, there's, there's a chance for a conversation to turn that critic into a customer. Yeah, and I even I even messaged them privately saying, yeah, I saw you deleted my, my comment, no big deal. I just wanted to yeah. tell you about this, and, you know, I, I had a thought. So if you can ignore me, you can ignore me. Because I literally not, but, you know. have a client, and, and I've had many clients over the years, that have occasionally, you know, every business has critics or people that are suggesting ways they could improve and the whole reason people for social media is to listen to your customers to listen to your audience to listen to constituency and then make yourselves even better so if they're not listening and responding they're not doing their job yeah having social media out there is that isn't really engaging is you know Disappointing. It's, it's a lost opportunity. It's not social media. Well, yeah, and and, and you know, I, if I was to take a wild guess, I would say they have a Facebook page just to have a Facebook page. They put they put some of their blog posts in there, and nobody engages. But you know, if, if clients look at it, it exists. So you know, it you know, it's not well impressive, but it's a thing. They need you know, to they hire to me, and, and they do. Yeah, and <laughs> that's not a plug for me, but they need to hire me or someone yeah. like me. But I mean, to, to give them some best practices. Uh, you know, Go ahead, my, you my, my other my other my other broad. Yeah. Wisdom, because I have so much wisdom. No, is, you do. Is that, you do, man. Is that people? People always do things for a reason. Sometimes it's a bad reason or an inefficient reason, but especially you know, for you and I, Bob, if we're talking with clients. You know, why? Why is this post there? Why did you organize this thing? Why did you write this? You know, it doesn't work for marketing reasons, but maybe there's an maybe there's a business reason why you do it. Maybe there's a reason why you had to write this thing to make a stakeholder happy, and it has to be there even though it's crappy. You know, you got. It, when you you have to figure out what people are doing before you can sort of criticize it. I mean, you can criticize it, but I, you know, I'm I'm not. A, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt all the time, maybe too much, but they, you know, people do things, and you need to if you want to engage with them in good faith, you want to find out why before you say you're stupid. <laughs> Agreed, totally, Dave. I really appreciate you bringing bringing all that up. Let me ask you a, a, a new topic. What big companies, brands, do you think are doing things right when it comes to social media, marketing, or advertising, or just business in general? What what companies would make your blue chip list? Oh, that's really interesting. There's there's a particular ad campaign that I'm fascinated by on on like four different levels. <laughs> the, uh, you've, you've probably seen the ads for uh, Ring.com where they have these security cameras in your at your house and they you can you can basically set up your network to share your video feed with your neighbors to see if people are prowling around your neighborhood. So it almost seems like you're you're being a good neighbor by joining your your security network. That's, that's real stalking. That's stalking it the is. stalker. It's, it's 
right. But yeah, but actually, but as someone who cares deeply about civil liberties and privacy issues, I find it actually really terrifying because they're on the news about sharing it with the police without permission and the, the, the surveillance state is everywhere. So I think it's kind of, it's it's a really good campaign because it makes me feel like if I get ring, then I'm being a good neighbor because we're all looking out for each other except that it's, except that it's creepy fascism. You know, and, and we, I think we said, or you said, we weren't going to get into politics. You meant to entertainment and politics, and, and I don't want to dip too deeply into politics. It, it's funny, though, how social media, I feel it can be used for so many, in so many good ways, and that we're just scratching the surface, yet, ironically, some of those good ways do... Uh, infringe upon privacy issues and people's rights and I'm torn you know when you talk about examples like that because I love the idea that we can know what other people are doing for better or worse because I think think of how many problems could be solved if if more let's say the bad guys shared their yep. where they are their location <laughs> or or you know they had webcams on them um and I'm, again i'm getting extreme and, and maybe off the rails here but you know people could have chips in the future i mean for all we know 50 oh, years 100 years get, from now. yeah the surveillance is is everywhere and it's only getting stronger the facial recognition cameras everywhere you know what are the implications of that for you know for civil liberties and marketing it's 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 too huge to even understand where it's going but it's 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 it's, it's out of control and it's it's all it's going somewhere yeah dave if you were to give any new marketer some advice what would you say to them in terms of entering the right out of college let's say it's probably some some folks fresh out of college starting new jobs this september and and what would you say to them in terms of advice or or tips um just do stuff make a website download wordpress install it play with plugins figure out what you want to do because the most most things on the web are not really that hard there's their most you know basic problems unless you're in a, unless you're in a, on a million web page site in a really competitive vertical you can just do stuff and it'll kind of work there's people there's so much great advice out there there's so many brilliant bloggers and podcasters you can anything you need to figure out you can figure out i was trying to solve a, a stupid wordpress password problem i had to like i had to get into my uh, my php files which i don't really know how to do but i found a post and it's like oh, okay this isn't that hard so you just, if you just do things, you'll learn so much. You know, play with all the tools. Have a website, put Google Tag Manager on there, experiment with testing different kinds of conversions that go from from your tag events to your analytics and see what happens. You can make your own conversions. I have a conversion that I like to play with that's just click to text you can you can have a, a in tag manager you can have if someone if you have if you get clients or text uh, you do HTTP SMS colon phone number and that becomes a link on your site and you can set that as a set that as a search in your tag manager so you know how many people are clicking on your your number to text you I mean there's there's whatever you want to do you can just do it it's not that the stuff's not that hard all this, the, the tools are out there many of them are free just go out there and, and Put your stuff, put your stuff out there, and see what happens. And I'm so old. When I first looked for a job out of graduate school in the early '80s, I had an index 
index cards and cut out newspaper ads and and use an electric typewriter. Things were so simple back then. <laughs> but you know what I'm proud of most is that I evolved with the times, meaning it's night and day compared to when I started out in business. You're probably somewhere in the middle in terms of, you know, um, I, in guessing you, uh, uh, I don't know your age, but, but, but you know, you're not... So uh, you're not anywhere near as old as I am, um, but you're not so young that that you 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 don't know about the days before the internet. Um, but things have changed dramatically, and what you just yeah, said, your your answer to my question, and it question changes so fast. But you know, but you can do so much today on your own. Yes, there's but, no excuses. Know, that's true. There's no excuse not to not to experiment with your own website and, and just figure things out. Listen, it's getting dark out here, and mosquitoes are starting to come out. I mean, it is still August here in, in Sudbury, Mass. It's uh, August 29th, a beautiful night, but it's gotten dark. You might be able to hear, what do I hear? Is that called peeper frogs or crickets? Or crickets. Crickets, we, we yeah. We got crickets out here. Yeah, and mosquitoes out here and dragonflies and and lights. It's a beautiful night. Um, but I want to wind things down and, and do some socializing with our Sudbury Social Tweet Up friends. Yeah, we got a great group here. We yeah. got some food and some beverages. I'm going to get myself another drink because yeah. it's such a beautiful night. You deserve out here. that after, I do deserve after that. 36 minutes and 9 this seconds. This is more than I've counting. talked all week. I'm like a total <laughs> introvert. I never I, talk about stuff. I, I mean, tell I, people you, know, you get on my podcast and, you know. Bob will I, get you talking. I'm, I won't make you cry like, <laughs> what was that interviewer who, Barbara Walters, mm-hmm. everybody would cry when they were on there show on her show i i don't know if i can make you cry i don't want to make you cry. you can't make me cry you can, <laughs> and we're not going to get personal and emotional <laughs> like that but but i learned so much from talking to people and especially tonight dave so what i want to ask you in parting is how people can reach you if they want to look you up if they want to do business with you how can they reach dave matson from maine and massachusetts uh sure um you might not want it <laughs> he hesitated no i'm kidding who's gonna stalk me uh, plenty I'm, of people have to listen to this podcast. They uh, are going to want to work with you, hire you, be friends with you. Come be friends with me. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Dave Matson. Come to see Tropical F Storm with me in a couple weeks at uh, in, in Austin. It's going to be a great show. See, and you are talk, making me feel old. I, I go to Peter Frampton and I love seeing him. And Peter Wolf, I love seeing him. And and who did I see? Just uh, I saw Santana recently. You know, I'm seeing the classic rock guys. And you're going to yeah, I like Weirdo Punk. You're going to who F Storm or what? Tropical F Storm. Tropical F Storm. From Australia. Who I never heard of until tonight. No, no one's ever. You can heard tell of you're young, Dave. They got like and 3,000 3, views on, on YouTube, but the videos are great. <laughs> I'm going to check them out. Um, this has been Dave Matson. We, we did, uh, I was thinking, uh, did we cover all your, your how people can reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, sh- sure. Twitter, I, you know, I want to talk to people on Twitter. I love Twitter. It's 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 sort of a nightmare hellscape, but it's but it's also great. You know, I love to talk to people professionally. It's so interesting. And then I like to argue with idiots about politics. That's also a big waste of my time. Yeah, but I do it anyway. It. But I do it anyway. Because, you know, everyone's got to waste time somewhere. So why not there? Dave, thank you. you got a coffee mug for, for your time tonight. It. It's gorgeous, um, yeah. And, and put, the, <laughs> put the stuff on the website, Bob. Move some merch. Merch, yeah. Well, i got to build the brand, you know, and, and I'm, try- I'm working on that. Um, but you're going to help, you know, the, 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 the listens oh, and downloads. Gonna go right to the yeah, top of your Yeah, there you go. Bob. You're going to help me uh, everyone's, everyone's break new barriers. So this has been Bob Cargill with Dave Matson tonight. Bob Cargill's Marketing Show coming to you from 29 Rustic Mediterranean here in Sudbury. Beautiful August night. I'm going to let you people go, but I hope to 
see you on the receiving end of my next podcast. That is, you will be listening. I will be talking. We look forward to presenting the next Bob Cargill's Marketing Show soon. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you again soon.